Did you know just like any food or drink we put in our mouths, drug use can affect our oral health as well? Did you know having a better understanding of the effects on your teeth and gums and how to properly care for your mouth can reduce the risk of cavities and gum disease? Stay tuned as we talk to Dr. Robin Hogan on this episode of The One in Five. Hey all welcome to the one in five, the show for those who want to know how to be healthy, how to stay healthy, and how to promote health in your community. I'm your host, Adam Renshine, and in today's episode, we have Dr. Robin Hogan, DDS, and we're going to be talking about substance use and your oral health. We're going to be covering the broad effects of drug use on the mouth, We're going to give you some oral hygiene tips, and we're going to get some first-hand observations from a dentist. Welcome, Dr. Hogan. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, uh, How did you get into dentistry? And then uh, would you tell us how you came to work for a community health center? Absolutely. Um, Right out of high school, I went to a dental assisting program in California, and started out uh, in a nine-month program there and began working for an endodontist, a root canal specialist, and worked for them for a couple years in San Leandro, California, and then realized I wanted to stretch my wings a little further in dentistry and went to dental hygiene school. Halfway through dental hygiene school, I realized I wanted to be a dentist. So I always kind of refer to my educational path as the yellow brick road. Nice. It took me a few turns to get to where I ended up being and then went to UC Berkeley, met my pre-dental requirements, and then proceeded to University of Minnesota in Minneapolis where I attended dental school, met my husband, and then moved back to Miles City, Montana. Back to. So did you start in Miles City, Montana and then go to California? Or? No. Okay. Good clarification. My husband's from there. Okay. So he, uh, he really wanted to head back home and uh, I got to learn a new lifestyle and have some new experiences living in eastern Montana. So did you grow up in Southern California then? I grew up in Northern California. Northern, sorry. You said Berkeley. I should have known it was Northern. Yeah, no, it's all good. Okay, where at, if you don't mind my Um, I grew up in Alameda, California. There's a naval air base there. It's kind of its claim to fame, and uh, it's an island. It's a really cool little area. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you knew, but I grew up in Southern California. Okay. Yeah, so I grew up in Upland, which is in the Inland Empire down there, okay. east of L.A. So Very nice. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, um, so yeah, total yellow brick road, yeah. sort of a path like I'll try this and then I'll try this and then, oh, this is it. This is what I want to do. That's a pretty cool story. Yeah. Um, so tell us how you came to work for a, a community health center, Dr. Hogan. Sure. Well, um, I worked at Hogan Family Dental for many years in Miles City, um, just kind of in a supportive role because we have five children. Um, And so my primary gig for many years was raising the kiddos. And when my youngest son started kindergarten, um, I just so happened to be driving by the new One Health Dental site. And I saw a sign that said, you know, dental clinic coming soon. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if they'd like me. So um, I happened to reach out to one of the hygienists that were working there at the time and then put me in touch with my current boss. And um, I 
hired pretty much immediately. And uh, I am so grateful to be at that center and get to help the patients that I get to help and be a part of their lives. Awesome. What are some of the differences between One Health and Hogan Family Dental? Because your husband still runs Hogan Family Dental, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, hmm. Some of the differences. Well, we at One Health offer something called the Health Share Partnership. So if you happen to have limited financial resources, uh, we actually provide a slide. There's a different levels of the slide based on your income and where you qualify on uh, federal guidelines. So it's a real joy to be able to say yes to patients nice. who are in need of dental care but don't have the means. That's a significant difference. And we also um, accept Medicaid there. Okay. And, um, you know, w- uh, welcome new patients. We're booked pretty far out. Uh, but, you know, we are creating new dental clinics throughout uh, eastern Montana. There's a site that's about to open in Harlem okay. and Lewistown. And we have another clinic opening up in Sheridan in, in the future. So wow. big growth happening in the dental arena. Amazing. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for sharing a little bit about yourself, Dr. Hogan. Um, let's, we got some really interesting stuff to talk about today. Uh, and I know this is a topic that's really sort of close to your heart. You've mentioned it to me a couple of times uh, it, over the past year, maybe three or four uh, different times over the past year. Um, and that's uh, how substance uh, use affects uh, your mouth or the, the health, the oral health of your body. So uh, let's go ahead and get, get into it. Uh, how does how does drug use affect your oral health? It's a great question. Um, with any kind of drug, whether it be recreational or uh, a medication um, prescribed by uh, your healthcare provider, uh, one of the most frequent sy- symptoms is dry mouth. The medical term for it is xerostomia, but many people often call it cotton mouth. Okay. And it's just where you feel like you don't have enough liquid. And the reason what happens is uh, the medication will end up uh, decreasing your saliva flow. It's truly how that works. And as a result, you have that kind of insatiable dry mouth feeling. So uh, that can be really damaging to the teeth because saliva is actually one of the most wonderful liquids that can touch your teeth. Um, It has a lubricant. Um, effect to it. It is full of minerals, chemicals, all sorts of things that actually help fight decay. And so when the saliva level drops, the risk of cavities goes up. Okay. And so um, that's a a significant component of any kind of medication use, uh, whether it's, again, prescribed by a a healthcare provider or if it's uh, recreational use. So there's uh, dry mouth. Uh, Poor nutrition is also uh, a factor. Sugary beverages are frequently consumed when individuals are using um, marijuana or meth. It seems to be the go-to beverage. Uh, Frequently, oral hygiene is not uh, on the front of individuals' minds of, oh, I better make sure I brush my teeth tonight before I go to bed. Um, oftentimes we found that, or, you know, patients have shared with me that they'll forget to brush their teeth or maybe they haven't even brushed in, you know, five days, um, at times. So, uh, it just becomes less of a priority. And then, um, I think specific to methamphetamine use is, uh, smoking 
crystalline meth can be damaging to the teeth because of its acidic nature. You may have heard of the term meth mouth before, and uh, that has a specific kind of class of dentistry uh, because of the damage from the acid itself with the methamphetamine use, that crystalline form. Wow. So then I guess what are some things that uh, uh, those that are using can, can do to help protect their teeth or their gums? Sure. Great question. Um, I, would, I would say, you know, let's just kind of start with the first one I mentioned, that cotton mouth or dry mouth. Um, I would recommend drinking water frequently. And if you know that, say, you're going to spend the afternoon smoking marijuana or, you know, you're planning on um, having some, you know, using some form of drug, um, plan ahead and have water bottles throughout the house. Um, I had a patient yesterday uh, who shared with me that her husband was a meth user and he would walk through the kitchen and have ample access to the water, but based on the fact that he was high and, you know, maybe wasn't processing things quite the same, he just wouldn't drink. Mm. And so, you know, the only thing that she had commented on is would be a helpful tip is just to make sure that it's in multiple places and it's available so that it's not, you know, one less barrier to being able to drink so that you have it, uh, you know, easily accessible. Um, Another factor would be uh, to, you know, say, for instance, if some people don't like water, they think it's boring. Um, If that's the case, you know, experiment with different kinds of beverages. Unsweetened iced tea would be a great one. No sugar, in other words. No sugar. Gotcha. You got it. And then, um, you know, there's those drops that you can add um, that are sugar-free to flavor water. So, you know, you can make it strawberry flavor, kiwi flavor, whatever it might be. So at least... Pink lemonade. Exactly. Okay. So that way that water is attractive um, to you and and you can keep your mouth moistened. Does that affect the water at all? Do you know anything about that? Yeah, you know, you just said pink lemonade and got me thinking (laughs) I I want to double check the acid content (laughs) on that. Um, Because... Obviously, if you add acid to the beverage, you know, you're kind of um, negating its positive effects because you're contributing to the problem with the acid. But I'll look into that. Okay. Yeah. um, I think you do want to be careful with what you do. Obviously, you know, if you could put fresh fruit or fresh lemon in it, but that's kind of hoity-toity. Not everyone has the opportunity to do that. Cucumber. Yes. Sounds very fancy. I like it that way. Dr. Mark and I always joke, we we call coffee pre, uh, we call water pre-coffee. (laughs) (laughs) so uh, you're getting water when you're drinking coffee but you're adding something else that probably is going to have a negative effect on your mouth right Right, right. (laughs) so just be careful about what it is that you're adding to your water so that doesn't affect absolutely your mouth okay yeah so um those are some really good just basic tips you know whatever you can do just drink as much water as you can uh to combat the dry mouth um Stock up on healthy foods if you can. You know, I mean, just be aware that sour candy and um, anything where you're consuming large concentrations of sugar or refined foods. It seems like a lot of people like Cheetos or cheese balls Mm. when they're using marijuana. I've heard that many, many times. Um, So, you know, just have... Uh, something that has the least amount of sugar available and the least amount of acid. So uh, summer sausage is a great one. Uh, Cheese, um, any kind of meat really, 
nuts. Those foods are actually have almost zero sugar. Okay. Uh, vegetables would be the next best choice, and then fruit. Uh, now, the one thing is, you know, there's some expense in those healthier foods. Sure, sure. So, um, you know, if that's not the best route, or if you know money is a factor, uh, believe it or not, you know, there's. Uh, we all know it's out there, but but do use your local resources, whether it's the food bank or if you have access to uh, food vouchers, you know, and those sorts of things, just make sure that you are giving your body adequate nutrition because the drugs do have an, a systemic, a, a, a body-wide effect on you. So, Does it sort of strip your body of nu- nutrition? Well, um, interestingly, uh, according to my research, um, oftentimes like meth users specifically, they have a hard time getting enough nutrition, just mm. eating um, when the when the hunger craving comes on, it's oftentimes mentally triggered in their brain to just take more meth instead of actually eating. Oh. And there's oftentimes um, some eating disorders associated with meth meth use specifically, such as anorexia. Um, there also tends to be a lot of nausea and vomiting when people are coming off of the drug. Okay. Yeah. So there's that's kind of a complex sure. situation, but. Great. So, so low sugar snacks, maybe some meats, cheeses, nuts, uh, vegetables, fruit. Uh, what else? You know, popcorn, simple, okay. sugar free. If you you know don't buy the kettle corn kind, um, and then of course you know chips and salsa is kind of a freebie for a vegetable. It tastes good. Everybody loves it, okay. and you're getting vegetables that way too. So nice. Yeah. Uh, so those you know from a food standpoint, that would be. Uh, some of the, some of the best choices. The most important thing, though, I really want to stress is just try to avoid the refined foods, but most of all, avoid the sour, sugary foods. So, I've heard that sour skittles are a popular one uh, that people like to eat when they're using. And just know that you're you're. So first off, you've got dry mouth. Then you've got potentially the acid from the drug. Then you're putting on acid from the candy. And sugar from the candy. So no wonder it's called meth mouth and it has its own sure. subclass of dentistry. Um, there's a lot of compounding factors there that that really wreak havoc on your teeth. Okay. So. <laughs> and then probably a lot of people potentially like to drink soda pop too. Yes. Uh, I is actually, is I that the healthy thing? Is that? Well, yeah. No. I kind of know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making me giggle. <laughs> Um, soda, you know, nine to 12 teaspoons of sugar in a can of soda. Oh, wow. So, um, and then there's also carbonic acid in soda. So, um, you know, you have those two factors, but then there's also this, this additional factor, which really is helpful for anyone to know whenever you're eating, you know, consuming food or beverages is that the longer the food product is on your teeth, the greater the risk of cavity cavity formation so say if you just have a sip of your beverage uh, or you know you glug down a glass of water you know there's very limited exposure but if you have you know the the bottles of pop that have this the screw on lids those are actually the the worst choice when it comes to which soda to pick because you'll have a sip you'll put the lid back on then you know it's not going to spill there's not going to be a kid that's going to knock it over and then you go ahead and say five or ten minutes later you have another sip and then so it's this constant sip. Putting sip. the sugar or yep. whatever the bad stuff is on your teeth and leaving it and letting it soak. Yep. 
not rinsing, yep, not brushing afterwards, and just continuing that process over and over, huh? Exactly. Yeah, the American Dental Association came out with a campaign probably 10 years ago, maybe 15 years, and it said, sip all day, get decay. Oh. And it's so simple, <laughs> you know? You just take a sugary beverage, you drink it all day long, you're going to dramatically increase your risk of, of cavities. Gotcha. So. Okay, so no pop. No pop. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Or if you do, drink it pretty fast and then go brush or rinse, right? Exactly. Yeah. Best thing to do would be to rinse with water. Rinse with water after your consumption. Drink okay. it quick and, and get it done with. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the next thing would be, you know, obviously taking care of your teeth with proper brushing and flossing. To be honest, if you just brushed twice a day, you'd make such a significant difference in your oral health. And, you know, I, I don't know very, there are very few people anymore that don't have smartphones. And since I've been in practice at One Health, one of the most effective means that I've found to help people with brushing their teeth adequately is to set an alarm on their phone and be purposeful about it. So if you normally don't wake up until, say, 1030 and you might eat a little breakfast or something, set your alarm for 11.15 to do your morning brush. And if you, um, you know, usually go to bed, say, around whatever, 10, 11, I don't know what time, uh, whatever your habit is, set an alarm for, say, 30 minutes before you go to bed okay. to brush your teeth at night. And I've seen people that have, you know, cavity on every single tooth go from you know, and us work with them and go ahead and get through all that dentistry. And then with the, with that recommendation, that system in place, they come back in and literally no new cavities. It changes the whole dynamic. Huh? Night and day. I've never seen anything so effective. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, people just, they, they always, they, I mean, I don't know how many times you check your phone a day, but statistics show, I want to say it's like between 40 and 80 times a day oh that goodness. people take a quick glance so, you know, if your alarm's going off you, and the alarm, you have to do something about it. You have to cognitively look at it and turn it off. So it's just, it's a really effective way to, to help folks th with that. Well, I have to take medication twice a day and I have to set a reminder for myself to do that. And does it work? It, it does work hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I tell you what, I would forget if I didn't have that reminder yeah. and maybe it's just because of the age that I'm getting to or where I'm, where I'm at in my life, but um, I, t I used to have a really good memory and for yeah. things that aren't habitual, right? Yep. Um, uh, those reminders are extremely helpful. So yep. great. So set a reminder, brush twice a day. Yes. What else? Um, if, if you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not even brushing once a week right now. And this dentist is telling me to brush twice a day, you know, that's kind of overkill. <laughs> you might be thinking. And if that's the case, if you could at least brush at night. Sure. The reason why is at night, you're not, while you're sleeping, you're not speaking or eating. And those two things by themselves actually stimulate saliva flow. So at night, your saliva production drops. So if you're already dealing with a cotton mouth situation, a dry mouth, you know, scenario, and then you go to sleep with, with food particles on your teeth, you know, maybe a little bit of Cheeto, um, stuff stuck down right near your gums um then you go to sleep with with that on there and then your saliva levels drop even further and then boom you're you're at a greater risk for cavities and believe it or okay. not with um say for instance 
there's a class of cavities that are very specific to marijuana users. They tend to get cavities right down along the gum line. And that's precisely what happens with them frequently is, you know, you'll um, smoke marijuana, get relaxed, enjoy some munchies. Again, the Cheetos and the cheese balls are very popular. Sure. <laughs> um, enjoy those uh, kind of refined foods. They sit and pool right at the gum line uh, where the teeth and the gums meet. And then they come into the dentist and there's these classic lesions right there that um, if they had just brushed before bedtime, you know, and uh, gotten that off before their saliva levels dropped further than they would have been in a better, better situation. Awesome. Awesome. Is there anything else uh, besides those drinking water, low sugar snacks, avoiding soda, brushing and flossing, it l- hopefully twice a day, but uh, preferably at night if you can? Is there anything else besides that? Yeah, you know, and just setting those alarms for the for the oral hygiene reminder as well. Okay. You know, the last thing is find a dentist. You know, I can tell you that there is at this moment in my life, there's no greater joy than having someone come in and I get to help them work through this scenario. You know, there's so many things in our quote unquote, you know, toolbox or tool chest that we can do uh, with high dose fluoride application. There's a new product that's been um, developed and uh, approved by the FDA called silver diamine fluoride. And it can actually halt the progression of a cavity that's already formed. If we can just paint that on, stabilize the patient, get them, get the most severe cavities taken care of, or if they're in pain and have abscesses, you know, get those teeth taken out that are, you know, no longer savable. But uh, if you could just get in to see us. And one of the important things to do, it only makes sense is to come in without any drug in your system, as, as long as you can possibly go without having something. If you come in high, to be honest, I'm going to have to ask you to come back the following day. Um, the reason why is, you know, I need to make sure you understand the treatment that I'm offering and that you're comfortable enough to tolerate the procedure. Um, some drugs uh, cause an increase in blood flow. And so if you happen to need an extraction, you know, I need to make sure that I can uh, keep you comfortable post-operatively and in a safe condition. So, uh, in other words, it could cause, ex- cause excessive bleeding, right? Exactly. And then you might not be able to stop the bleeding. Exactly. You know, there's just an increased risk. So, okay. you know, we we obviously want to help you, but we need to help you in a way that's safe. Okay. And so um, that's what I'm most comfortable with. Um, at this, you know, at this with what our how our clinic is set up. Um, the other thing is, you know, be really honest with us uh, with respect to what drugs you're using, how often you're using them. You know, if you happen to have any desire at all to reduce your intake, you know, there's lots of things that we can do to help you get connected with the right resources. Uh, we can, uh, you know, just with respect to maybe reducing your use, but also just making sure that we get the right amount, right kind of appointments set up for you. You know, we can maybe recommend some fluoride rinses. We can give you some tips. You know, I found that most people who do brush their teeth, they brush 60% of the tooth really well, but they forget the 40% that's closest to their gum. Okay. And so, you know, I'll see these just thick layers of plaque right where the teeth and the gums meet. Well, if someone can point out to you, hey, you're missing this spot, 
you know, sure. um, you can save your teeth. Okay. And I know that um, many people who use drugs, whether it's meth or heroin or marijuana, one of the things that they experience the most shame with, studies have shown, is their smile and is, you know, those black, dark, nubby teeth, mm. and they're ashamed. And if we can, you know, help folks move past that, whether it be whether those teeth can be restored or whether or not, uh, you know, dentures or partials would be an option, but to give that, that sense of pride back and, uh, you know, for a person to not be told they have meth mouth because they may have so many cavities, um, you know, those kinds of things are, are hard for patients to handle and we we would love to walk you through the process and to help help you every step of the way to get to where you need to be gotcha. so that you look in the mirror and you can smile back at that person who's staring at you. And so what I think I'm hearing you say, uh, Dr. Hogan, is is you need honesty mm-hmm. from from those who are coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to shame them, no. but you need honesty because you need to be able to know how to properly care for them. Uh, your heart is not to turn them in uh, and say, call the cops or whatever and mm-hmm. say, this person's doing these kind of drugs. It's just, I need you to tell me the truth so I can properly care for your teeth. Absolutely. Is that what I'm hearing you say? One, okay. 100%. I mean, you know, many, many people in the world have experienced some form of a toothache, you know, and sometimes when teeth, when an abscess is formed, you know, it can be worse than childbirth, the level of pain that a patient can feel. Oh, I didn't know that. Absolutely. You know, they can't sleep. They're, you know. Thank God I didn't know. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, they uh, can't sleep. They're swollen. Their life can be put at risk if it's a lower tooth. Um, When you get a swelling down on the lower jaw, uh, that can be life-threatening. Okay. Um, You know, patients end up in the emergency room. So, you know, at the onset of a toothache, you know, reach out to to your local local dentist and see what you can do to get the help that you need sooner rather than later. Okay, cool. Well, hey, uh, Dr. Hogan, we're really close to time, but I just had a couple of other questions that hopefully sure. you can touch on real quick. Um, uh, 37 states have legalized marijuana for medical use and 18 states have legalized it for recreational use, including uh, here in Montana uh, where we're at. Has this led to an uptick in marijuana usage? I would say yes. I don't work at a dispensary, so I can't tell you with 100% certainty, but um, I do have a patient who works at a dispensary, and he was really excited about this new legislation um, that went into effect at the start of the year. And uh, they were cleaned out, he told me, you know, and they continue to have uh, frequent opportunities where there's very little uh, available. So I would say yes, based on, you know, my experiences with that and some of the articles that I've read in the newspaper. So it's just one of those things that, again, if you're using, um, just make sure that you're brushing your teeth, uh, drink water, um, do make it an intention to get in to see your dentist regularly uh, so that we can, you know, get you the right amount of fluoride in office and then get you the right kind of fluoride for daily use at home and if you do have any cavities that have started to form, we want to treat those sooner rather than later because as most people, you know, most people have had the experience that if a cavity grows too big, it ends up uh, either needing a root canal and a crown if it's still savable or an extraction. Okay. Um, so we've talked about marijuana a little bit. We've talked about meth a little bit, but I think 
one of the things we haven't touched on that I think is really common is alcohol. Does alcohol, does, does that have an effect on your teeth? Absolutely. So alcohol, um, you know, some of, some alcohol products have sugar. So if you're drinking this, you know, say straight whiskey, it has very, very little sugar. However, it's frequently mixed with another beverage, Coke, say for instance. Okay. And, um, Alcohol is frequently consumed over a longer period of time than, you know, a glass of water. So, um, it, again, it's that length of time and the level of sugar that, that's frequently bathing the tooth surface. Same thing with alcohol is oftentimes people will, you know, get so relaxed and they fall asleep and don't brush or maybe brushing just isn't important, um, at, you know, when they are um, have had a couple drinks. So something to keep in mind that way there's also a link with uh, uh if you happen to smoke and drink alcohol uh tobacco use has a significant effect on gum disease okay so um yeah lots of factors there that oftentimes gets missed and of course alcohol consumption is legal so right. um it's a great great thing to talk about as that's well. why i thought it might be more prevalent than maybe even marijuana use and, and meth usage as well so yeah. Yeah. um Cool. Anything else to, to share about that? Um, you know, I just, I, I know that, um, you know, if you're using, um, you know, your, your goal is likely to get more drugs, you know, and I think uh, it's important to just realize that there, there are other options. You know, there's, um, there's so much help available anymore. And um, I know that we have some medication-assisted programs that are out there that are, are outpatient. And actually, I think at all of the sites, we have that offered, which is phenomenal to be able to get that level of support, behavioral health, those kinds of things. Um, if some of the things I've said, you're like, oh, well, I would love to do that, but I can't afford the food. You know, we do have uh, vouchers that you can uh, go ahead and, and get some support when it comes to nutrition. If you uh, say, gosh, I, it's a great idea to get into the see the dentist, but I don't have a car and I don't drive. And my local dentist is 10 miles away. Um, there's vouchers through transit uh, companies okay. in, in uh, many communities. And we, I know that we offer those as well. So um, whatever your barrier to care is, even if you just call the, the, the office and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm struggling with. You know, if we can help you, we will. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Well, let's, um, let's just talk about some key takeaways real quick, Dr. Hogan. Um, some of the ways drugs can, drug use can affect the mouth are uh, by causing cotton mouth. Um, and actually, we didn't, we didn't talk about this next one on air, but you and I had uh, addressed this before is heat from smoke inhalation. So, um, and then by causing ravenous hunger for unhealthy snacks, potentially, huh? It's a good way to describe it. Okay. <laughs> um, then you gave us some, uh, some tips to protect our mouths. Some of those are drink lots of water, right? It combats dry mouth. Uh, Pre-plan your snacks. Uh, look for some healthy stuff like meats and, and cheeses and nuts, vegetables, uh, avoid soda and brush and floss. Set a reminder if necessary. And 
Uh, the third thing is that just, just about all substance use can affect your teeth. So please, please, please be proactive and make sure you are seeing your dentist regularly. Is that it? Those good key takeaways? Absolutely. I think those are the highlights for sure. Awesome. Well, Dr. Hogan, what a joy to pick your brain about this. I think this has been really valuable knowledge. It has for me. I'll tell you that right now. Well, I'm not a drug user. So, uh, but, but I mean, there's just some really practical stuff in here that even, you know, I can do. Um, I, I'm in the habit of, of brushing my teeth, but I probably could still use a reminder and setting my setting a reminder for myself would be a really good thing. So I thank you again for coming on, talking about all of this stuff with me and, uh, Hope you have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this chat with Dr. Hogan. If you have any questions for her, you can call 406-874-8711. She would love to hear from you and answer any questions or concerns you might have about your oral health and hygiene. If you enjoyed this episode, would you share it with someone you know and consider giving us a review? Stay tuned. We have more helpful conversations about health coming your way.